the dilemma of life. Is life just an illusion where human beings are in total delusion? Or is it the vision of an ever better tomorrow which never seems to come? Is life just mere formality, a place where people worship artificial decency? Or is it about utmost sincerity which holds up our integrity and human dignity? Is life just shattered dreams where more dreams are discouraged than encouraged? Or is it the perseverance towards one's dreams which gives significance to an individual's worth? Is life just fragmented events at random, a place of chaos and mayhem? Or is it fragments fused invisibly by the hand of God to make sense of the order that lies amidst the chaos? Is life just mere apathetic utter ignorance where many dwell in stupendous arrogance? Or is it the brilliance of knowledge that illuminates our life like a new sunrise? to Electric Poetry on 88.1 WYCE. I'm your host, KT, and my guest this week is Anthony Mondell. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me here. It's my pleasure. So, um, on this show, I do like to get a little bit of an idea of background. So, first off, let's talk about how you got into poetry. Um, you mentioned uh, earlier that it wasn't something that you appreciated reading earlier in your life. Tell us the story of how you sort of stumbled into it. Well, the thing is, as a, I mean, I never, never enjoyed it as, a, as an academic sense. But mm -hmm. when basically one, when I was in Calvin in my second year, I was looking at a picture and thinking, okay, I'm going to do MA in environmental studies because I didn't know what else to do. Then a voice within me said, wait a minute, you never liked academics. And I actually had to acknowledge that voice. It was so loud. So I said, wait a minute, okay, all right, then what do I do next? You know, so I started thinking and I thought, okay, I always did acting, I loved, uh, it was almost like my church going into a movie theater. So I thought, fine, I will, I will go, you know, New York, do acting. And I, and I thought I would finish my graduation so that I could fall back into something. You know, so I completed my bachelor's and went straight to New York City. And lo and behold, there was a lot of downtime in, as an actor in New York City. and. One morning, not like five, six months from when I had been in New York City, and uh, I knew that Sunday morning I would write poems. I, as soon as I got to my part-time job, and that was it, I wrote for like 45 minutes, which I timed later, not during while writing. I was almost in a different zone, to be honest with you. And, and I showed it to somebody who was also a teacher working with me, alongside side with me as a colleague. And he said he loved it. He thought it was very philosophical and all that. Actually, the, what I read was the first poem I ever wrote, The Dilemma of Life, as if like my whole body conspired to write that. It was kind of squeezed out of me. And I also wrote something about childhood and the time. And I never looked back writing-wise from that point onward. Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. It just sort of came to you in, a, in one moment. Right. And so did you have any formative influences in terms of other writers? After writing about 30 or 40 poems, I decided to find out, okay, how do I, who do I write like or something? What is my style like even, for that matter? Yeah. So I started reading, you know, I always loved Shelley and Keats and stuff like that, uh, minus the academic side of it, you know, and so basically I looked them up and I have always enjoyed all sorts of poems. Right now I'm discovering Jim Harrison. I like Allen Ginsberg, Jack Kerouac. All, all of them. I've read, 
you know. Though they're very different from my style and all that, but I love uh, even Dylan Thomas and all that. Mm -hmm. I enjoy, you know, uh, Khalil Gibran, Syrian poet. I love him. His prophet had a huge impact on me and stuff, so. That's that's really interesting. Henry David Thoreau, another writer, Emerson. Mm, Thoreau, <laughs> yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, your next poem is uh, related to having been in New York City on 9-11. Right. Um, is there anything you want to say to preface that? Because we are just past the anniversary of, of that. And um, is there anything that you want to say to our listeners to sort of uh, set the tone for that piece? Sure. I, that was one of my part-time jobs as a security officer, you know, so, and I was a supervisor. But because I had my arts Monday to Friday, I used to keep that free. So I used to work Saturday, Sunday, long hours, 32 hours back to back. And I used to make my eight hours during the week if I didn't have any audition. That particular Tuesday I had an audition, which actually saved me, saved my life in a sense. And, and I'm still living with some sort of survivor's guilt, which I've talked about in Ionia, actually, just recently. I was always very not wanting to talk about it mm -hmm. because I've always felt why they have died, my friends and colleagues and other people I knew there, and not me. So uh, it's only, I even had to leave New York, America and New York City, you know, for the, after that and mm -hmm. travel the world and stuff. And only recently I'm talking about it in that sense. Uh, so 911 was written actually seven days after I have gone through that incident and I was kind of in my apartment, locked myself in, mm -hmm. and my friend said, you can't live like that, Mandel, so you gotta go and live, it's not your fault, you know, you gotta, you gotta be normal again. And in a sense, writing that 911 poem gave me a bit of catharsis, so basically I felt, okay, I have at least uh, kind of got it out of my chest sort of thing, you know, mm -hmm. so, you know, that would, that's what I should say. And I wrote that in one one sitting, in a sense, and imagining things. And uh, well, let's hear it. Okay. All right. Thanks. Nine one one. The opening of elevator doors, rustling of hurried steps on the carpet, the magnetic click of the office doors, a slow walk to the cubicle to begin another long, weary day, the dryness in the mouth quenched by black coffee. Oh, what a satisfying gulp. A fond, smiling glance exchanged with the picture of his wife and children on the desk. The first official call of the day. Thank God it's a friend. Pleasant conversations thrown backward and forward, interrupted with laughter. Suddenly a thundering crash shakes the building, paper and debris flying everywhere. Fire and smoke engulf the floor, people scrambling for the exit door. Chaos, panic, pandemonium, and mayhem, packed stairways filled with anxious people, trapped workers screaming for help. Brave firefighters and policemen rush in to save them. Intense, unbearable heat and suffocating smoke, people jumping through 90-story windows without any hope. And their worst nightmare unfolds in front of them at a snail's pace. The bastard terrorists have attacked their office space. A note, a poem dedicated to all the victims of this horrific tragedy and especially to Mr. Barry Chrisram and Mr. Andrew Bailey on the 93rd floor of World Trade Center, my boss and my friend.
for that tribute. I think the timing is apt and, um, you know, it's a very vulnerable thing to share and I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I mean, uh, it's good to have it off your chest too, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I've been carrying it for a long time. So, mm -hmm. uh, in a sense, uh, I feel glad to be sharing it in a sense. Um, yeah, they should know. People need to know. And it was, it was a horrible thing to go through, but hopefully uh, you, you, you move on. Life moves on and you move on with it. Mm -hmm. You know, and... Uh, well, I'd like to talk a little bit about um, sort of how you came back to Grand Rapids because you did grow up here. Right. Uh, you moved, you went to Calvin, you moved to New York City. And then this event sort of catapulted you elsewhere. Um, how, did you, how did you find yourself um, sort of evolving as a poet as you traveled to different places around the world? Well, the thing is actually... Uh in England, I was doing a lot of poetry videos and stuff like that, which is my concept of fusing sound, music, images all in one, very much like music television, but also with poetry. Mm -hmm. And uh, I have it. I have done quite a few. Some of them are called "Bless Rain," uh, "The Bless Rain," "Wake Up Call," and few others. You know, where I basically try to fuse images, sound, and my reading, or sometimes images all together. It's kind of like a film, basically poetry television. I would like to call it. And, uh, you know, that I did quite a bit. I got the idea in UK and I've been writing stuff. You see, writing never deserted me. I, I was still writing no matter how through all that. I remember once I was in London, very dejected, couldn't get a job or something, and I saw this butterfly land on a steel track. And I wrote something about the beauty shines a light and stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, it, you know, writing, thank God, hasn't left me. Muse hasn't left me. So talk a little bit more before before your next poem. Talk a little bit more about your poetry videos. How did you get that idea, and what have you been doing with that um, since you got back to Grand Rapids? Yeah, well, basically, I have always this idea of poetry. Poetry has a has a market too. It's it can be commercial, and I thought just like music television, this would be poetry video based on spoken word, music, images, and reading. Mm -hmm. And, you know, because I think poets are also great editors, you know, because you have to edit lines when you're writing a poem, select the words, and be very sort of concise and put it all in one, pack, it, pack as much as you can within, like, few lines and stuff. You don't have to, but you, uh, that's the way I do it. You know, and so basically, you know, I've always liked that idea because I've been image driven very much you know, watching films and everything. To, to me, films are, are a great way of, uh, I mean, my poetry is very image driven. So I, it's, a, it's like a natural uh, movement from writing poetry mm -hmm. to turning it into poetry videos and stuff. And a lot of your poetry videos are sort of nature driven, like thematically speaking. Right. Um, is that was it intentional, or, or, or are you envisioning them as sort of a series, or was that just sort of incidental? I think each poem dictates what it should be in a sense. Mm -hmm. So if the, it's a nature-based thing like Wake Up Call, which I did, which is basically about, I think the answer lies in nature. I, I'm saying it overtly and and sort of in a in a subconscious sort of sense. So I use nature because I think you know nature plays a huge part in poet and their inspiration, you know, whether it's mm -hmm. water, whether it's trees, whether it's garden. Without that, I think the world would be such a drab, horrible place, period, you know. 
Uh, Emerson and Thoreau yeah. influence coming Living in the cabin and all that, you know, has yeah. definitely... Or even if you read Keats and all that. I mean, uh, Thoreau used to talk about, oh my God, the factories and the, and the chimneys and all that. And we have taken that as part of our nature. We don't question it. And, and now I think we have so much of that in mm -hmm. a sense. And, you know, people don't question it. You know? Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that sort of leads us into uh, the question that I ask everybody, which is, where does poetry come from? To be honest with you, I don't have a right answer. I don't have, I don't know where does it come from, actually. But I think if it comes from Muse or, or Great Spirit or whatever, I think Muse is a timetable of, of her own. If she whispers something to your ears, you better open your eyes and ears and listen and write down those lines. Sometimes you could be going on your regular business of acting audition or whatever, your part-time job. And Muse is a way of sort of slightly moving your face to the left and saying, take a look at that. That could be your subject for poetry, you know? And it's actually happened. I wrote something called The Vendor on Broadway. You know, I was, I was, I had, I was early for my audition and I was just hanging around. And all of a sudden I was just looking and then, so suddenly I thought, oh, this, this could be a good subject for poetry, you know, for my next subject. And, you know, you never know where it's going to come from next, actually. I think you have to be very open and keep yourself totally open in, in you know, in any sense and level for that to kind of happen through you. Because poetry comes through you. You're just a mediator. Of course, you consciously analyze that later once you've written it down. But you, it does come through you as a medium, almost, in a sense. So poetry as the force that directs your attention toward the unexpected. Exactly. And sometimes like it can that. be something very ordinary and it, and it and almost has a glow or something and you're like, wow, yes, nobody's seen it that way. Let's mm -hmm. just write it down and, and see how, how it comes up. You know, and sometimes I've written line seven after line 13 or something and went through all that to f fill it up in a sense, you know. And uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden you have that moment of just like, uh, focus. There it is. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so strong and vivid in your mind, you, you want to make sure that the image is there. So you write down a few lines so you can go back to the image when you're in your room in a private way. And from that image, you go on, you know, uh, finishing the complete poem. And it takes a while. It takes quite a while sometimes, you know. <laughs> but I love that process. Well, I think that sets us up pretty well for your last poem. And, okay. you know, we, we had a little bit of catharsis with the the 911 poem and now um a little bit of redemption with your last one okay yeah I this guess. one's called a uh, poem dedicated to peace peace thou god's beloved angel when on earth will you forever reign behind every newborn smile you put all hope of lasting peace and again all your hopes are dashed as they grow up only to run after cash when will, you, when will this hypocrisy end? Only then can peace on earth descend. Peace and prosperity goes hand in hand. Never do they both in one place stand. Like bees roaming from flower to flower, peace and prosperity roams, distributing harmony and power. Searching for peace all over the world, but it dwells in our heart's innermost shrine. Clear the dust and let it shine. We substitute wars to justify peace, but how may bloody wars ever peace restore? Enough, enough bloodshed, please no more. A day will soon to mankind dawn, the day when all forms of hostility is gone. No bitterness, no fights, no nationality and religions too. In unison we all will sing from our heart, peace, peace, peace is here to stay at last. 
I know it's a dream that may never come true, but we must dream on. What else is there to do? O oh Lord, let peace be still. Let it not be a flickering flame in gusty wind. much for sharing that thank you thank you for allowing me to do so if folks are interested in finding more of your poems uh, where can they look well basically I'm on Amazon books uh, uh, it's a regular paperback as well as Kindle version of Burst of Sunshine that's the name of my book uh, this is my second book basically book of poems and uh, uh, they can also find me in Great Lakes Commonwealth uh, library uh, which is in GR I'm all over the internet. If if, you, if they put Anthony Mandel, things should come up. Uh, something to do with my acting too, in the sense of IMDb resume. I've got a few poetry videos on IMDb if they wish to check it out. And uh, I've been plugging myself, so if they put Anthony Mandel, things should come up. Awesome. <laughs> thank you. Sounds great. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you so much for having me. I truly am honored. Thank you. This has been Electric Poetry on 88.1 WYCE. I'm your host, KT, signing off until next week. Soldiers of life. Dream on, dream on, O soldier of life. This world is but a space that your mind occupies. Carry on, carry on with your revolt and optimism. Do not be discouraged and a new world will wash away all the old worldisms. Tyrants they come and tyrants they go. Truth still shines, though the progress is slow. You carry the weight, you carry the burden. You blast the path and dark roads brighten. None but you may fulfill this task. So don't abandon your dreams, that is all I ask. By Anthony Mandel from his book, A Burst of Sunshine. Hello, this is Anthony Mandel, poet and author. Here are a few radio interviews and readings of some of my poems. I hope you like it.